I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 123 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast. And you have caught us right in the middle of the Chat Disney Food and Wine Festival. So this year, July is dedicated to all things Disney food and wine on this brilliant podcast that you're listening to today. And we're actually in the middle of a series within a series because it's also part two of Be Our Guest this week, which is of course where Tash and I take it in turns to cook each other a Disney-inspired three-course meal. And this week it's my turn and Tash is in my home for the first time in what feels like forever and we are going to be enjoying a lovely Disney-inspired meal. But before we head into that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So heading over to Walt Disney World for our first bit of news today and the Epcot food and wine menu has been revealed for this year. Super exciting and super in theme with this week's episode. Some of the highlights that I found on the menu and I am desperate to try include an Alps themed kiosk which will be serving warm raclette with Swiss cheese, Alpine ham, baby potatoes and a baguette. Delicious. The Canadian little kiosk will have a cheddar and bacon soup that comes with a pretzel roll. China will have a beef bao bun. You all know how much I love a bao bun. And at Hawaii, the little Hawaii kiosk, you will find tuna pokey and a passion fruit cheesecake that's topped with toasted macadamia nuts. I'm salivating at the thought. That all sounds very, very yummy and is making me very hungry for what you're about to cook me up. And in other exciting news, the Emmy nominations have been announced and there are several Disney mentions on the list. So just to name a few, for outstanding drama series, we have The Mandalorian and The Handmaid's Tale, which is available on Hulu. So technically it is Disney. In a limited series, we have WandaVision. No surprises there. Outstanding drama actress, we have Elizabeth Moss again for The Handmaid's Tale. An outstanding leading actress in a limited series, we of course have Elizabeth Olsen from WandaVision. And the one I'm most excited about for outstanding lead actor, we have Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. Very exciting and I'm very pleasantly surprised to see Hamilton on the list there. And final bit of news for you all this week, we are going to be talking about Marvel. So Black Widow was of course released two weeks ago now. It made $60 million in opening weekend just from Disney+. Plus. So this is definitely the big bang that Marvel have needed in the middle of this pandemic. It was the largest domestic movie opening since the last Star Wars movie, which was, of course, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Fantastic news. I'm actually yet to watch Black Widow, but rest assured, as soon as I've seen it, I will, of course, do a movie review. I'm sure Tash will not join me in doing so. We had the season finale of Loki this week as well. Very, very exciting time for Marvel. And the Loki writer has said that Marvel did not put any limits on their episode five Easter eggs, which those of you that have watched episode five, which was the penultimate episode, will not be surprised about. It's absolutely littered with Marvel Easter eggs. If you're a big comic book fan, I'm sure you got a lot out of that. And that's pretty much everything that's been happening in the world of Disney this week. We're now going to head into part two of Be Our Guest. Thank you. 
ma chère mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax, let's pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service... So Mercedes is just serving up our starter. I have absolutely no idea what she's going for this year, if there's a theme, but she's just poured open the oven and something smells really, really good. So I'm very, very excited to see what she has prepared. Good, well I'm pleased that you're excited. And of course there's a theme, it's me, there's always a theme. So this week I've gone a little bit more conceptual. So I haven't gone for dishes that you would traditionally find in a Disney park or resort. They've all got a little bit of a Disney flair. They're very thematic. So I thought this week I would have a menu inspired by Pixar. I did Disney classics last year. So I thought I would do Pixar this year. And for the starter, I thought we're starting off the dinner. We should start at the very beginning. So we've got a Toy Story inspired meal. So we have got some little pizza flatbreads that you might find in Pizza Planet, but you wouldn't find these in Pizza Planet because they're going to be more delicious. So this is what I wish Pizza Planet would serve. But pizza flatbreads, if you do like them, you can get them at California Grill in Florida. Lots of the Disney restaurants do pizza flatbreads. And as I say, they're what I wish you could find at Pizza Planet. Ooh, these look amazing. I totally wish you could find these at Pizza Planet as well. So they're flatbreads. I can see some sun-dried tomatoes. We've got lots of cheese. We've got some pesto on there. So all lovely, lovely ingredients. I love this. So we've both gone for a bit of a Pixar theme this year, obviously, with me doing Ratatouille last week. Yeah, this is it. And we're actually going to be doing a live trailer reaction today to the new Pixar movie, Turning Red, as well. So I thought, why not do, you know, a whole Pixar medley? Absolutely. This is really, really good. Like, this is really delicious. I feel like this is better than anything you would find on the Pizza Planet menu. It's like a classy Pizza Planet, I would say. This is it. Loosely inspired by Toy Story for our starter, the one that started them all in the Pixar family. And yeah, I mean, if Pizza Planet served this, I'd be very happy. Oh, me too. Yeah, this is, this is really, really delicious. So, <laughs> what a great idea. Mm. There we are. Well... We will continue to eat our Pizza Planet Californian Grill Pixar Fusion, and we will see you at the main course. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup to jewel, hot or dirty. Okay, so we're now here with the main meal, and I've presented Tash her food. Tash, would you like to describe what's on the plate? So we have got spaghetti, we've got some cut up green beans, and we've got potato, I want to say, and a lot of pesto. It smells really good. Yes, so it's actually linguine. Um, it should be trenate. Don't know if that rings any bells to you. Um, but you can't get trenate anywhere, even on Amazon. I really wanted that because it's authentic. So this is trenate, or linguine alle pesto, from Luca. So this is the movie that they eat with their hands. This is actually a Disney recipe. So this is the official recipe from the film. I've never made it before. I've never even made my own pesto before. So I hope it's good. 
and yeah bon appetit it smells amazing I love that you've gone from the oldest Pixar to the newest yes I thought that earlier as well so yeah it's very good is it it's really good I'm really nervous I've never made my own pesto no I think your homemade pesto is is been a success Good, I'm really pleased. I'm I, surprised you've never made your home your own homemade pesto because you love pesto. I know, but I love Sackler so much. And I've actually got a Sackler version of the Trinette al pesto here for Grumpy because he's not a cheese person. And obviously you do put quite a lot of Italian cheese into the homemade pesto. So no, this is really, really yummy. Good, I'm really pleased. Yeah, it's a really weird recipe. Like in the movie, I assumed it was just pesto pasta but yeah it's got potato in it it's got green beans it's like a traditional italian meal and apparently they have it a lot on coastal towns which is why the directors chose it for luca so there you go love it um great i'm glad you like it i haven't actually tried it yet but i will in a second and we will join you here for our final course our pixar inspired dessert Try the grey stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing. They can... So we've just finished our main, which I thought was delicious. I really liked the combination of having the potato with the pasta. Carb overload, but I like a carb overload. I thought it was very good. So we're now going to move on to dessert. Mercedes has told me that the dessert is following the same theme. It's something that we see in a Pixar movie. So I'm trying to guess what it could possibly be. So I'm going through all the Pixar films. We've already done Toy Story. Bugs Life, I don't think we see any food. Um, Monsters, Inc., Yellow Snow Cones. Um, Finding Nemo, I don't think we see any food again. Um, Ratatouille, do we see any desserts? Possibly. It's not Ratatouille. It's not Ratatouille. Okay, what else have we got? Um, cars, I don't think we see any food. Um, the Incredibles, do we see any food? Ooh, maybe it's The Incredibles. We see, what do we see in The Incredibles? Maybe it's not The Incredibles. The Incredibles 2? The Incredibles 2, Mercedes is nodding her head. Okay, so The Incredibles 2, I can see her putting something onto a plate. Okay, now I'm getting reference. I'm very, very excited about this. So I can see some cookies. So I'm very, very excited because I do love cookies. Yes, we are having Jack Jack's Num Num Cookies. I love this. So these are just chocolate chip cookies that are slightly heated in the microwave and we're serving it with ice cream as well. Oh, lovely. I mean, you really can't go wrong with cookies and ice cream, can you? No, definitely not. So yeah, depending on how good or not so good these cookies are, I may or may not share the recipe on our Twitter. Um, I actually went a bit rogue. I was making them and the recipe that I was following didn't have egg in it. And I was like, I'm sure you put egg in cookies. So I just started making it up. Oh, good for you. Thanks. So you'll have to let me know how they are. No, this looks amazing. And oh, I'm very, very excited for this. And they are nice and soft in the middle. That's because I put them in the microwave. Yeah. That was the purpose mm. of that. They're very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Good. Well done. Thanks. I really like the theme that you've gone with here. Well, it's very conceptual. It's a bit weird. We've gone for the first ever Pixar movie, the most recent Pixar movie, and then one in the middle. Exactly. No, Phil, this is a good selection. 
of food as well. I'm trying to think what other food from Pixar you could make. The only thing I can think of is those um, like Scottish cakes from Brave. Yes, they are. They've got a weird name. They're called like Empire biscuits, and I was going to do those, but they've got like a white icing and a cherry, and they didn't look very delicious. Mm, I think this is much more delicious. Good, I'm pleased. Well, we are going to finish our Jack Jack's Nom Nom cookies now, but please don't go anywhere because, in keeping with the Pixar theme, we are of course going to be doing our live trailer reaction to the new Pixar trailer for the movie Turning Red. Well, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. So we are now moving into the final segment of today's episode of what became a very Pixar-heavy episode. So we might as well mean to go on. Finish as we mean. What's the phrase? Finish as we mean to go on. Isn't it start as I mean to go on? But we're finishing. Oh, yeah. So we're finishing as we mean to have started. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we are now going to be doing a live trailer reaction to Turning Red. Tash and I don't know very much about this movie at all, other than I think it's a little girl, and when she gets angry, she turns into a red raccoon. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't even think I even knew it was a thing until about two weeks ago, so... Actually, wait, isn't it a red panda? A li- yeah, a red panda, that's it. Yeah, okay. So no. we don't know very much... No judgments. Just our live reaction. It's only 1 minute 49. All right, guys. The quadratic formula. Tash is shaking her head. It's, it's giving me Luca animation vibes. Okay, the mum's hiding behind a tree. Is the mum a psychopath? Maybe the mum's the panda. I think the mum is a psychopath. What is that? Maybe the red panda is almost like a defence mechanism. I think she becomes the panda when she's, like, embarrassed. On earth. This looks so weird. And it does look like Luca. Oh my god. I have absolutely no yes, idea MC. about this. Yes, and the battery boys. Oh sorry. <laughs> Same mirror. Yeah, I like the music. I like the Chinese references. You love Japan, love. And love Chinese, no. Was it set in China? Was it no. set in China? I think that's Chinatown. Because her peers were Caucasian. She's Caucasian. Okay, all I can say about this trailer is what the hell is this film about? Like, I am still absolutely none the wiser. I don't see how they're going to make a whole film out of this. Like, I can't imagine what on earth the storyline is going to be. I have so many questions. Well, I think you're going to like it, because I think it's going to be very Monsters, Inc. in terms of the story. Think about the basic narrative of Monsters, Inc. It's a hide-and-seek story. There's a kid they're trying to conceal, 
and they have to run around concealing the kid without anyone finding out, without the authorities finding out. I think this is a similar, it's a, it's a hide-seek. She doesn't want anyone to see her as a red panda. She's going to be hiding from mum, hiding from the authorities, hiding from the kids at school. It's going to be a, a hide-and-seek style film. Okay, now you've put it like that, I'm a little bit more on board, but I just, I, I don't know. Do you not think that trailer is re- really odd? I think that... Yeah, I do. I think that what I can't understand is I see Pixar as the pioneers when it comes to computer animation and 21st century animation as a whole. And clearly Disney don't see that because the last Pixar movie that we had and the one prior to that, both Luca and Soul, went straight to Disney+. Plus. So they clearly don't put very much monetary value on Pixar anymore. And it does feel a little bit more experimental and a little bit more... Which I guess is good because that's where it starts down its roots. For anyone that's watched the new Pixar documentary on Disney Plus, you would know that. But it feels like anything goes now. Like there's no commercial focus at all or no like market research to find out what consumers actually want to see in a movie. It's like a bunch of like designers and creatives are just like, this is the movie. But they're making the movie they wish they had seen as a kid, but they're not actually doing any wider research. That is such a like wild theory that's based on no facts by the way it's just how I feel no I think that makes complete sense I feel like it's almost like we know this is getting a cinema release but it feels like Pixar for me has now like diverged into two different companies and we have like the old Pixar that I hope is still going to keep churning out stuff that's as good as Monsters Inc. Finding Nemo Toy Story. And then we have this second rate sub, 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 like subdivision of Pixar that is making stuff just for Disney Plus and it is more low budget. But I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm not a fan of this experimental era, I have to be honest. But do you not think that it's because disney now does cgi so the lines between disney and pixar are more blurred because something like a wreck it ralph or oh my god i can't even think what the lot or encanto that we're getting this year they look like pixar movies so maybe it's because disney are now putting like pumping all the computer animation budget and talent into the disney movies like John Lasseter moved over to Disney. He was legacy Pixar. I'm sure we'll see that that will continue. I know John Lasseter's gone. But it feels like all the big talent and the good ideas have gone to Disney. Like, Onward was Pixar, but Moana was Disney, and Encanto is Disney, but it kind of feels like a mixture of Onward and Moana. So I kind of feel like, you're right, like Pixar's become its own it, Pixar's become what that bloody tomb Disney whatever it was called I can't remember what it was called now that like Disney division that used to make the straight to direct it was Toon Disney wasn't it I no. think Toon Disney was that awful channel that Disney channel oh it was something I can't remember it was Toon Studio or something yeah Toon Studio I think we spoke about it a lot when we did our eras um series but yeah I completely know what you mean um and I think that makes complete sense that they're focusing more on Disney than they are on Pixar. But I just think it's a real shame. Yeah, I mean, I'll reserve judgment for this film. I try to keep an open mind. Like, I wasn't particularly impressed with the trailers for Luca and I thought it was okay. I wasn't particularly impressed by the trailers for Raya and the Last Dragon. I thought it was terrible. I wasn't particularly impressed by the trailer for Soul and I thought it was great. 
So for me, the trailer's not a very good judge, I guess, of how the film's going to make me feel. Yeah, I feel like this as well is all, it's just a teaser trailer, really, isn't it? Like, it's so... There's nothing in it. Like, there's no speech or anything in it. It's very, very short. So I feel like it's not giving any of the game away at all definitely but please do let us know what you think of turning red we'd absolutely love to hear your first thoughts and opinions and as ever you can send us a tweet our twitter is at chat disney uk or you can find us on instagram at chat disney and do join us next week where it will be our final episode for the chat disney food and wine month and next week i'm very very excited because mercedes are going to be talking about our dream disney dinner party guests we are indeed. We're going to be letting you know who we would invite to our perfect Disney-inspired dinner. So who would Tash be rustling up Ratatouille for and who would get to try my take on Jack Jack's Num Num Cookies? You will find out next week. But please do let us know who your dream dinner party guests are in the meantime. We may even feature some of your ideas. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Oh. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.